Hello, 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 podcast. Hello, listeners. God bless. I'm just going. I just got off work. It's 3.44 a.m. I've been off work for a whole... Well, I've been home for a whole five minutes. And since I don't really have anybody to talk to that I will get a real feedback from. I have my 18-year-old daughter here, but, you know, she's going through the same thing. And I feel like she's really, um, she's really been strong through all of this, considering... The things that are going on lately she hasn't been fighting me on anything usually she don't but um you know a couple of months ago she was she was just as frustrated because people are being rude and mean and they still are being rude and mean but she gets into her space in her head where she doesn't even see her you know bothered by them as much you know she gets sad because she wants a regular teenage life um she didn't have a regular childhood um, both of her parents were in a crazy relationship. He was married, not divorced. Went back and forth in between us. We did drugs. Crack was one of those drugs. Went out. I left Philly because I didn't want to be on drugs. She was two and a half years old. No, she was about three because it was December and her birthday is in November. Before I went back to Jacksonville, then he came. and wind up doing domestic violence, got into an argument. Choked me, rubbed his skin off my shoulder over money. My um, first apartment, I had to give my room, her room, to my brother and my mom. Um, that was my second apartment. But that was my first apartment on Section 8, so they switched me over and brought us to Tampa. Stayed here for a year and a half, ran into somebody else, got in another domestic violence situation.
later found out that he was, you know, terrorizing her by scaring her and doing stuff and telling her that she was going to tell kids that she peed in the bed and little things like that. When I was at work, found out later, other kids touched her and did things to her. Um, kids her age and you know, a little older. So, um, then in return, I think that she's been accused of doing the same things. Um, but she doesn't have memory of what she's been accused of either. But she tell me somebody did stuff to her, but they were kids her age. Um, I try to work a lot, so she was left with different people, like my friend Dana, or my boyfriend Nick, Nicholas. Or, um, you know, just whoever that I was friends with at the time, if I could work. She did some pre-K. Um, she had a couple of play dates. So there is a period of time where only about seven years she had, um, was in the church for seven years and started to have a normal life. After that, I left. And for about almost 11 years, it's been pure hell for her because I was breaking up back and forth with um, Crayson and then we're doing a lot of different stuff with him like smoking spice which I couldn't handle and um, Molly which I couldn't handle so, it's been kind of a hell for her. So, now she's in a space where she is now 18. And from the age 9 to 18, she's been monitored, poisoned, um, picked on left in the rain by her dad walking home. People bullied her um, from strangers to family. My brother fussed at her when I was gone, when she was with my sisters 
and their family in Jacksonville. She got fussed at and sometimes treated, you know, by her clothes and stuff, but it had stuff that was making her sick onto the clothes and the food that they gave her. So she was always out of breath or breaking out or something because they were slowly poisoning her, poisoning her. Um, because of, they said that she is too, um, a child, child molester, a child that molests other children or has molested other children is what I've been told that she molested somebody, um, they didn't tell me who or what, so I don't know the truth behind that. They just accused her and don't tell us the truth or the facts about it, just saying that she did it. So she really didn't have a um, childhood, so you know, um, due to the circumstances. And um, she didn't have teenage years either. Um, so she's been stripped since she was pretty much three and only had a break. And then in between those breaks, I was, um, you know, pretty much going back and forth through mental health um, without having a mental issue. So that traumatized her. And so um, I say that to say this because I, um, like I said, she's, she's the only other person that I can talk to because she's going through it, but she likes to stay positive. She likes to keep moving forward. She don't want to be a victim and she don't want to play victim, even though she's been victimized. But she'd rather just move on with her life than to, you know, be a victim of anything. She just want to move forward. She don't want to blame anything or blame anybody. She's a very forgiving heart for the most part. She she just don't want to even believe the stuff that she's going through even matters. And she don't want to believe that our um, family is a part of her um, pain. And not some family members, but all of them. You know, all of them has um, disowned her. Is there anything you want to say? And um, she would have no one to go to in our family at all. And, and be um, fully, you know, embraced or loved by them. 
it's always um some type of uh agenda that's gonna come against her until she's completely um broken until she's completely broken and unable to you know, have full or have any happiness um, from the things that she want to set out to do. Um, so, unless God intervene and restore, there will be no restoration in her her happiness, not because she's not willing to put in the work to forgive and turn the other cheek or to go to counseling for anything that she caused any pain on anyone or anything like that. She just, um, it'll just be completely stripped from, you know, pretty much adults who can't see her moving forward. You know, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And um, they don't want to see her have life, a life more abundantly. But I, um, I came over here to just say that um, this is my day-to-day -day doing the network. Um, this is, I wish there was a talk and answer thing. Sometimes I wish that I'm able to, um, at least go back and talk to some, uh, talk to a viewer that I have none right now, <laughs> but I wish I was able to talk to a viewer where I can go back and forth. Um, not through, um, speaking to each other through our through the recording of their phone and the chip that's implanted inside me to where we communicate through each other so it's like mm, speaking through my mind but it's it's a false representation of some type of um I still didn't look up that that name when it's like you're talking to each other just by um, reading each other's mind. But it's not, you know, it's no real magic or power. It's just a device and cell phones that's been planted. And they found a way to use technology to to talk which would be our phones. So I'm quite sure eventually they're going to come up with something even better than that in the future. Um, but it's probably going to be used against everybody without their will. It's because of re what we sow. If, if their privacy is not already... 
their own. Probably already. They're probably already being spied on it in different ways. We probably all are. I mean, who could be... um, Now, would the government have somebody less genius or smart, smarter than just average people who's using their cell phones? And uh, if an NFC chip or something similar to it, so I know it has to be something way more advanced out there. Or you probably don't have to use the phone, but it's there. But um, the reason why I felt like I wanted to just get this off, because it's a lot of times I just don't like to keep thinking in my mind, because it's not even my um, I thoughts. It's not mine completely. There's always someone listening to them. And in return, it turned into um, a big ordeal. So I might as well, you know, be intentional and say it because my mind thinks freely. And sometimes I have questions on, you know, what's going on around me. And in return, I hear that I'm talking trash or I talking trash now, but later... I'm going to reap or I'm going to, you know, get hurt for um, thinking too much because I'm actually not opening my mouth. I'm just walking around thinking about what's happening, what's going on around me and what's going on in my life that uh, I still can't like um, understand. And because the questions I ask myself or what I hear people saying, I still, it's hard to make sense of it. And because I still don't understand it and it feels like I'm the only one who is being corrected, um, not just by people, but the Holy Spirit there's nights where, and days where I just go home and I just feel convicted on how um, how I, you know, think in my mind since I'm being accused of talking a certain way or, well, thinking a certain way, which is um, bothering people um, or even getting frustrated. Or sometimes I can get a little, um, well, I will say frustrated because um, they say I was talking a lot this year or a lot of trash this year. And so that's why it has to be my last year. I can remember times where I was, you know, drinking and smoking because I just got out of mental health again. Didn't know why I was in the mental health because I, again, I felt normal. But I wanted to hurry up and get out of the mental health to go back to work. When I went back to work, I started smoking weed 
smoking cigarettes and drinking again because I was getting frustrated that I went to mental health again and I didn't understand what that what that stuff was coming from, why I kept feeling like that tingling feeling through my hands, neck and fingers and feet and my mouth. Why I keep hearing loud talking of different stuff. But the main thing is that I couldn't get under control was my thoughts that I kept repeating things, echoing things. Um, I couldn't, um, I'm thinking about people I never, I haven't seen in a long time. I kept repeating names and just stuff over and over again. And it was frustrating because I felt like I could not get my thoughts under control. But once I realized that, um, I no longer was being, um, um, well, I guess once, you know, once God shed lights on what things are, it doesn't have the same effect on you. It's just like you're sitting in a dark room and you hear a noise underneath your bed, not knowing it's a wind-up toy, but in your mind it could have been like anything. And you're staying still in your room or in your bed because you're afraid to get up. And for me, it would be different because I actually saw demonic spirits before. I saw actual demons before while I was sitting inside my um, apartment. So it wasn't, for me, it was real for me to hear demons or experience them because I seen them before um, all these things started to happen to me. I actually was like sitting on my couch and I seen three different beings and they looked at like demonic spirits, decaying, decaying monsters. When I go through some of the mental health, um, well, mental health, <laughs> I keep saying it still because I keep thinking it, uh, you know, keep thinking about the terms, but um but I'm talking about the actual place. It's called Grace Point. Before I went to the Grace Point, um, there are times where um, they were they were talking to me, just regular people, and their phones and stuff. They're talking to me, and um, they were, you know, watching me and monitoring me and my movements, my thoughts. You know, everything that I was doing, they were there every single day. They were there nonstop, random, different people. So they kept um, a close um, eye on me as if I was like their, their study or, you know, some type of experiment. I don't know. Um, but I... um. While I was going through those things, I saw things. Now, I'm not sure at this point if they put some type of hallucinant in my um, cigarettes or 
alcohol that I was getting. But um, at one point, I thought it was going to be acid. I just thought it was acid or something. But in the middle of me um, going through or hearing them threaten me and my family, they... um, I saw things coming out of the um, the sky and in the trees. And there's times where I see them in the trees before I even go through any mental or fake mental issues. I can see demonic spirits and shapes of demonic beings inside the trees or up in the sky. And how I know that it's not coming completely from them is because they would comment the reason that she see demons because she's demonic. Now, um, mind you, I haven't done anything demonic. Um, I did anything that they would, they would be doing. Everybody that I was around smoked weed. Everybody I was around, my family, outside my family, they smoke weed and they drink. Smoke cigarettes. All of them do. So I just did what they were doing. No, Nothing different. Um, I didn't have a different lifestyle than they had. Um, had a guy friend. Smoked and drank. Just like any other average person. Um, I listened to the word. When I get, you know, discouraged or frustrated or felt clueless, I wanted answers, I go to the Father because, I mean, who else to go to to get, like, a full truth? Who else to pray to other than the Holy Spirit, even when I'm out of season or I'm falling nature? As people will tell you what you want to hear just to, you know, get you off their back. Or just to, like, lie to you and then call you the liar and say that's the reason why they lied to you because you lied to them. Well, whatever reason it is. But um, that's what I'll be going through. So today, majority of the things that's been said or been going through today... um. I went to go get the COVID. Um, I get the swab to get the COVID testing so I can um, get on a plane. And, um, of course, we were, before we got there, we already was expected to be treated rude. And uh, Lord and behold, there it was. (laughs) Being treated rude, but we didn't really, we didn't get out of character. But, you know, a lot of times it's because of the podcast or because of the things that I think. And so they're saying, majority of them are saying, well, all of them, you know, they just say it at different times. That, um, of course, this is my last year, but it's not them saying um, it's my last year anymore 
that used to um, make me frustrated the most. But what makes me frustrated the most now is because they said talking this trash all this year. And now this is going to be my last year for that. And I said that in the last segment, but today it was a lot more um, of that, I guess, because um, my spirit was more calm. Like there's days when my spirit is calm and they'll say, well, I, you know, she thinks she's good. She thinks she's good. You're not good. You're not fine, you know, and um so I try to ignore it and listen to my word. And then they're like, you're not a Christian anyway. I try to ignore it and continue to listen to my word until I get into like this one person or this one moment where it's hard for me to contain it. And majority of the time it's because I didn't eat a lot of junk. I didn't eat the food that I know that they put stuff in it in order for me to, you know, feel some type of sickness or whatever. But I, um, I get that way because, uh, you know, I either ate too much of whatever it is that they offered me and they don't mind feeding me. As of now, anyways, because, you know, it's stuff they put in my food to affect my body. And um, they want to affect my body as much as they can in order to um, cause harm. Um, They don't want to see me, um, you know without being harmed on a day-to-day basis. So I have to be something they give me or or eat. That's out. Sorry about the pause. I don't push the button. Um, But back to the food. They put stuff in it, so it it harms me. and that's the main agenda um, is to harm me some way, shape, or form. Slowly or rapidly, it doesn't matter. Eventually, it's um, just something that they have to do, you know, when they get um, frustrated with me, when they get upset with me, or, you know, I say anything that is displeasing to them, or just simply... The main reason why they, you know, got me on the on the network in the first place. So um, that's that's that, and um, so I just noticed that just um, slowly them hurting me is by feeding me certain things or putting certain things in our, um, you know, hand sanitizer or certain things like that. Well, it winds up making me cold and making me feel like I'm anemic, but I'm 
fine or having sore joints, sore ankles. It's just something they're putting in my body that that slowly messing with my organs and thinning out my blood. Um, so they always try to put the air on to try to freeze me or to get me cold to see how, you know, my body temperature is. And if I stay cold for long, hopefully they could freeze me. Um, because the other attempts were not as successful as they wanted. But it's still slowly um, doing things to my body where it 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 could do some harm, um, a long-term harm. But, um, yeah, but what I was saying about the, the things, I just wanted to be able to, to speak on it because, you know, sometimes... I, um, I'm just like thinking back on what it is that they're saying that I, um, was, that's really, um, you know, sitting on their mind so much where they, um, they seem to be very angry about when I, um, encountered a new stranger, they were like talking all that trash. That's why it's your last year. And I'm thinking, I haven't talked trash to you. I never ran into you before. So, you know, we talked about how talking to one person is like talking to a whole group of people because they're all in the same boat. And today, um, coming back from the COVID testing, my mind started to wonder again. I look out, you know, sometimes I just look out the window and I look out the world that I see and from my eyes, when I open my eyes and when I see is a lot of people um, telling me, you know, the same thing. No matter what race, shape, age or gender, they all are to me the same person, just in a different body. Um, and so I just start thinking why I can never understand how some people see a race because, you know, it's a lot of people who thinks alike or have the same type of reasoning or thought process because they're all are one accord when it comes to me anyways. When it comes to, you know, when I think of something like what I was thinking at the time, I heard talking trash. <sighs> at the time, I giggle it right now. It's a little funny, but I mean, really thinking about it, it's not because, you know, um, I'm sitting there daydreaming about what's going on in my life and how could so many people be on the same page when it comes to it? But I can't stop my mind from thinking, you know, this is why when we vote for a president, this is how we have the outcome. Or when, you know, somebody's getting hurt or certain things are happening in our, you know, in America, certain laws or certain things are being passed. 
that um, some people, just a handful of people don't agree with. But then, you know, I think they only seem that way if, you know, it's out in the open. But um, I think majority people think alike when it comes to certain things. Because um, I'm instead of saying I was a kid and I, you know, things happened to me too. And, you know, it had to be something else going on. And why can't we figure that thing out? So when I went to work today, everybody still considered that talking trash. Not one person thought, you know, hey, I mean, what did go on? I wonder what was going on there. And sometimes I feel like I wish I did have a a person who gets on the podcast because I know they hear the podcast, but they don't go on the podcast. They hear me talking as I'm talking, but they don't get on there as a listener because I guess maybe you could tell who's listening. I don't know. But far as the network girl, they can hear me already. So there's no need for them to get on. They can hear me talk as I speak. So sometimes I wish they would get on or, you know, and, you know, have a conversation of what what are you thinking about other than, you know, the same thing they're saying. Because all I hear is they the one or two things that they'll say, the one or two phrases they'll say, but um no conversation. And then um when I get home I get a conversation, but they're talking at me, not to me about it. We're not having a conversation. They're just they're just yelling out words and uh, half the time I can't even make it out what they're saying. Um other than you're going to jail and I don't want to hear what you got to say. But a lot of times I'm not even talking when I'm listening to my sermon. I just listen. And um, I just be wondering what, what that is because I wanted to hear like a actual person sit there and talk to me and tell me what the things that they were going through their mind, what it was the things um, that that was displeasing to them other than me talking about, you know, the reaction I got from trying to figure out who is who and what is what. How did I start to respond once I realized it was just people threatening me, but then I realized that most people that are threatening me are just trying to scare me and others who are trying to hurt me they don't want to do it out in the open. They want to do it um, behind closed doors. So I have to be in a facility like the Grace Point. Or I have to be somewhere like in jail in order for them to do what they want to do to me. Because they don't want to do it in public or out in the open. Um, I don't know if it's because I don't. I have no idea. And when I think like that, that's a, another form of them telling me that I'm talking trash. But I can't help but think that way. So there's times where I feel like some people might have some type of 
different thought process, but they can't get past of, oh, what you said last week or the week before, I can't get past what you said about, you know, how we all look like, you know, maybe aliens to me. While just being truthful with myself when I was speaking it, because I can't imagine like, you know, everywhere I go, everybody's doing the same notions and it, and how, how things are, you know, how they got on here. And I guess because they make that decision, they don't want to hear my opinion about that decision that they made. But, you know, again, it's happening to me. So it's hard for me not to. So today I was thinking, you know, some things about, you know, just I I'm always thinking about godly things now because um the place I live right now on this planet does is not the same um place that I um was born into. I woke up one day and I see that I'm being spied on and my mind and my thoughts are not private anymore. And they're doing certain things to where it's, it's just, it's just unnatural to me because it's, it's, I never seen it before. And because it comes so natural to them, I believe they did this a few times to a few people. And that's why I wanted to be um, out of there because, you know, there's there's kids and teenagers that are threatening me like they're the ones putting me in jail. You know, um, they talk to me and threaten me like, you know, they would never have any problem or issues, you know, um, harming me, which is kind of alarming to me because that's who the future is going to be held to if they already have that thought process before they even be an adult and who knows like you know how worse it can get for other human beings on this earth who um who might think different you know because there's kids younger than them and they're just following suit but when they get older and they have their own you know mindset apart from their parents and people they look up to and they decide you know I think different than this or they get in the word for themselves and decide you know I don't believe what is going on and I don't believe in it like what would happen to them for the ones who's over them who is running for you know congress or mayor or president or our new police officers or, you know, paramedics or doctors, there are people are going to take their place. And right now, them being a teenager, they have a taste of being in control of another human being um, without them having any type of, without, without the other human being having any type of choice of being um chipped or monitored so we have people who are in the paramedics who um have no problem um shooting drugs 
or putting somebody under without knowing within their mind that they are not sick. And they're knowing that this is a perfectly normal person, but is willing to give them shots and willing to put them in a mental jacket and give them pills and things like that, knowing that they don't need them, that that's their mind already. And their people are just going to follow behind that. Kids are going to follow behind that. And then there's other people, kids, who are going to be affected by it. I saw this segment where this little boy was in the classroom terrorizing other kids, giving them black eyes and beating them up and threatening their lives, saying, I want to see your dead body and I want to kill you. And they're in elementary school. And adults had to get restraining order and they wanted him out of the class. Well, I'm thinking that's times 10. Like we have that times 10. If the kids that I hear, there are, there are under the age of 18 and they are cussing and they're talking like they're a grown adult. There's like 15-year-olds, 12-year-olds saying vulgar words, cussing at me through their mind and um, feeling entitled and um, having this thought process of I can um, talk and be disrespectful, but not just that but they um they're they're talking um about private areas you don't get no vagina you don't you don't do this and oh your ass going to jail and you're you know blah 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 like it but it's it's like like talking to a grown person who is like very out there or vulgar and they're not even in their 20s yet and um that's what some of our um kids is looking forward to i was thinking about my niece who's only my great niece who's not even 1 years old yet who will be subject to the ones that is 17, 12 years old who have that mindset already and they thinking that they could control and do certain things. That's why I just didn't believe that the kids should be involved in at all because they're being taught a certain type of way and they're not being monitored. So... No one will know what they would be doing. And those could be one of the kids who killed your other kid. Like a parent come and she's 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 in St. Pete and she says her daughter, only twenty something years old, got killed by a boyfriend meeting up with him, trying to um let him see his daughter and help him with money. 
but he has some sense of entitlement and no self-control and wind up killing her because he didn't have any self-control and felt like he can take over and had the decision to take her life and had no thoughts of doing it. There's a lot of people who are making decisions to take another person's life before those kids are 14. One is burying a 14-year-old and other kids, they don't have any value for life. And the thought of, you know, their parents even giving them permission to do this is beyond me. So I guess if that's talking trash, then I will have to accept that. Um, but, you know, um, my opinion is is my opinion, and I feel like it's, it's not a bad one. Um, but the ones who are thinking, you know, don't be this way and that way now, um, it's too late. It just made me feel like, you know, that's where our self-control issues come from, you know, at times where you don't have it, you don't have control of yourself enough to even say, you know what, this is a little too far. Maybe I should at least consider of the punishment or, you know, at least consider letting the the 18-year-old or the 60, 70-year-old or 69-year-old 60, lady, let them, you know, live the way they need to live to because I'm not perfect. And maybe they can just get counseling and the other one can do something that have a different outcome for them. But um, at least if they can't get past anything that I say that is some truth to it but they can't you know accept it but I mean when I went to go say you know I was like well you talk too much trash and I guess at the time I was you know ignoring them and trying to be you know better in my spirit and a better person period because I keep feeling the the Holy Ghost telling me that I need to have you know more control over just my thoughts let alone my you know eating habits so I'm getting convicted over eating and thoughts and I'm I and I just sometimes figure out how is it that the Holy Spirit can talk to me about eating and fasting more, but not to them about, you know, their emotions or, you know, their reasoning or, you know, their actions at all, their actions. Because besides the network, I'm quite sure there's other things they do, you know, outside the network that are not you know, the best actions, but they believe they are, um, you know, them, just the way they act being rude or saying something, you know, to me over and over again. I'm thinking the actions because 
if I'm if I'm I'm being polite to you and you're still saying, you know, the same thing like 10 times to me, that means that thing is on your mind all the time. As long as I'm around you, it's on your mind. When I'm not around you, it's on your mind. And they're not good thoughts. And I'm thinking, how can you feel like that all the time? And I I get, I feel bad when I just, you know, think about overeating or do something wrong to somebody. I get into my feelings and by the end of the week, I'm thinking I shouldn't even feel that way or I should change my thought process or I I can't always be mad I'm I'm I hate I sh- maybe I should apologize for that maybe I overreacted I I don't see that's happening um here at all so I just I just can't help but to think about it and um it's just that um it's just hard to swallow so i wind up saying something you know in return near the end of the day finally responded um t- to one of the things they were saying cuz i i pretty much was listening to what I was listening to and thinking to myself on most things. I didn't have a specific person or a group of people that I was trying to communicate with about anything. You know, eventually I get worn out when it comes to drama. I can't take it for too long. So, um, I, um, I heard, well, you, you can't, you know, I guess me listening to the word and staying focused majority on being positive gave off this type of vibe to where they felt like they needed to say that I can't be um, good now. It's too late to try to be good or thankful or regretful. I don't know, but to be positive, um They didn't like the positivity that I was trying to have um, on this day even more. So, um, they said it was just too much trash. That was too much stuff that I kept talking about. I talked too much. And I was saying, I don't talk too much. I guess I think too much. Can't help but think about it because so many things that went on. So one of the things that I was thinking about is um, I had to respond to that. You you talk too much. And I said, or are you talking too much trash? And I was like, well, it'd be kind of hard not to if you're, you know, um, I was told to eat soap. I was told to smoke two packs of cigarettes back to back. I was told to drink a whole beer case. And I was told to um, to stand outside naked. Or they were going to kill my mom. 
they're going to um murder my um my brother and my daughter and for one i still i still love my mom even though i don't see eye to eye to her i don't want to hurt her physically any type of way and um if she passed away, I wanted to be in God's timing and naturally, you know, um, not by my hands or anyone else's. Um, there's times I thought about it, but I never would do any actions, you know, for it to come to pass. Um, I love my daughter, so I don't want to see her, you know, killed. I can't stop um, everybody from hurting her because it's been happening. But, you know, I wanted to try my best to not to see her, you know, get murdered. So they were saying that they was going to do that. And I had to eat the soap or they was going to kill everybody. And and that that was my mom, brother, and my daughter. At the time, I didn't know it was my my own family saying these things. I didn't know it was my nieces and nephews threatening us. But I know that I was thinking that they were in harm's way too. So I was afraid. So when they hear a stranger tell me no, then, um, you know, I talk too much. I'm just wondering if you ever had to go through that and had that mentality where you had to go through your girlfriend or your boyfriend or wife or sister, cousin, brother, anybody you cared about being threatened in that manner. And then you find out there's people pretty much pranking you in a way. What would you do? How would you respond? But anyways... This is about to cut off, and I'm going to um, go into a second segment, but I'm going to be brief. Thanks for listening. God bless.